Hello everyone and good evening. Welcome to um, this podcast session on um, the technological contest implication for HRM. Um, so we're looking at um, we're this is supposed to be the this week's session on um, HRM in contest the technological contest uh, contest and its implication for the HR strategizing. Okay, it is a very very brief session. If you look at the PowerPoint slides, it's supposed to be a session of two main activities that you're supposed to engage in. Uh, one focusing on an argument on um, human resource inf- human resource function using um, software as an application, and the other activity um, focusing on the different aspects of um, technological innovations and their implication on HR. So it's a very brief session, but I will also have another uh, the part two of the session which explores the um, disruptive technologies in more detail, okay? So, um, for you to follow this podcast, it's important that you're able to open up the PowerPoint slide for the session because I'll be talking through the contents of the PowerPoint, but unfortunately, due to the podcast um, features, um, I'm unable to show the PowerPoint Mm -hmm. slides simultaneously, with um, um, the explanation I'll be giving on, on through this um, podcast, okay? So, um, the link of this session to your exam is very clear. I mentioned that during our last week's um, seminar session. It is one of the, option, one of the uh, top um, options for your exam topics, okay? And like I, I, I mentioned in, that, in the last week's session, the focus of um, the exam relating to this session is on the changing nature of work, the changing nature of workers and occupation, and the changing nature of uh, workplace. So you're supposed to explore these three aspects and talk about the implication uh, for HR, okay? So that is where this session today fits into. So um, the learning outcomes, if you look on the PowerPoint slide, um, we've got three learning outcomes for the session. The first is about understanding and explaining the technological advancements and their impacts on organizations and stakeholders. This you're supposed to achieve through the um, first activity, okay? The second objective for the session is the evolution of knowledge economy and its implication for organizations and HR. Now, the idea of knowledge economy is the idea of technological advancement and the power of knowledge in driving economy. Um, a differentiation between knowledge economy and the previous uh, world economies is very clear. Um, during the industrial revolution, it was, and a few years following it, it was more about agriculture driving the economy. And that time we had agricultural economy. In the 1950s and other and years around that time, 
and the years between the world wars, we had um, we had, the world noticed an increase in manufacturing and in manufacturing businesses, and manufacturing was driving the economy as of that time, and so we had the manufacturing economy. Currently, uh, we are talking about technological and knowledge economy, whereby we are experiencing increase in knowledge, in technological advancements increase in generation of and sharing of knowledge within organizations and as, as well as outside organizations thus we talk about knowledge economy and it obviously does have implication for hr function okay and the third objective for the session is to debate on about technological advancements in relation to people organization and society that you will also be able to i to uh, work to be able to achieve through the first um activity actually so um if you go on so so page for the unit um for this week's um um session um you will you will find that there is an abstract that i have put up on the so page as a pre-class preparatory exercise um though the the, the abstract is from um a journal article years ago but it's still very very current to our own time so um that you can also bring up the you can also bring up to date the um change in situation and circumstances between the time the journal article was published and the current time that we are in in terms of 2020 so basically the journal article talks about you know the um development of human resource information systems the development of application service providers and how this is how they are changing the hr function in organizations and so the um, abstract concludes with a statement that there is no, there is not a function in HR today that is not applying software. A true information system, uh, a true information system revolution, is happening in the HRM field. So again, um, that is the statement, and um, that comes from the pre. Uh, pre-class preparatory exercise that I put up on Seoul. And what that was supposed to have, what's supposed to have taken place, therefore, is that we were supposed to have split the class, I was supposed to have split the class into two, okay, into two groups. One group we look, we're supposed to look at, if you look at the slide, the second um, slide on the PowerPoint, one group is supposed to argue for the motion that there is not a HR function um, today that is not applying software and that a true information system revolution is happening in the human resource management field. And the other group was supposed to um, oppose this motion or oppose this statement that, that states that there is not a, a human resource function today that is not applying software and a true information system revolution is happening in the human resource management field. However, given the circumstance, um, what you're supposed to do based on this exercise individually first and then post your contribution on the, on the um, unit forum is to identify some arguments that support this motion, that support the statement, and some arguments 
that um, that debate against the statement. So that oppose the statement. So for opposing the statement, you're basically saying that there is no true information revo uh, system revolution happening in the HRM field. Remember the words, true information revolution happening in the HRM field. And then if you are developing arguments for that, then you're actually supporting this statement. So I want you to identify a number of arguments on either side and post them on, on the unit forum so we can compare and contrast with other people's um, contribution um, to the debate, okay? The second activity um, we were supposed to have conducted is, is a discussion on the current um, innovative innovative um, advances in technology based on different aspects of the organization. So there are, there are a range, if you look at the slide, on find evidence for impasse, if any, of these innovations. There are a number of innovative practices and innovative ideas that are, are used, that are coming up in organization, organizations due to the advances in technology. So I've got about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 aspects of um, so in, in technology-induced innovations, yeah? And then all of them have implication for HR. So you're supposed to look at these um, innovations and come up with some idea on how they can have impact on HR practice, okay? So what I'll do, I'll quickly, I'll, quick, I'll quickly give just a brief talk on each of the um, options here, and then you can develop that further by coming up with further um, examples or illustrations on how they can impact on HR function, okay? So, for example, we are talking about the first point here is the changing nature of work. I think that came up in our last session. Um, we're talking about, for example, people now working remote working. Re people are now working remotely, isn't it? People are now talking about flexible working practices. And the situation that's currently ongoing in the UK is a very clear example. Yeah, whereby <clears throat> I am basically working from home. Yeah. So you can also think about the changing nature of workers. Again, um, you're thinking about some of the um, some of the um, examples and illustrations. For example, the gig economy. You think about how that is imparting on the type of occupation people take. People are engaged in some technology-driven um, um, occupations as well. You can think about some examples of that. You can also think about the changing nature of workforce. These days we are talking, for example, I can give an example, and we're talking about <clears throat> virtual teams and virtual workforce as well. That gives an idea of how technology is changing the nature of workplace. Okay? Then you can think about the changing nature of outputs and outcomes. This is very obvious in terms of consumer preferences consumer interests and what's the consumers basically looking out for in this sense for example think people people are um, um people are more interested as, as an example people could be more interested 
in the features of the particular technology um, um, elements and also people are, uh, um, people's interest in what they're looking for in terms of organizational output is also changing. Um, again, that is one of the things that you may want to think about. Uh, you might also think about the collaborative economy. An example of collaborative economy of two organizations working together to develop a particular product. That's something that organizations explore as well. You can think about when you talk about data overload and mismanagement, um, that particular point there on their point slide, you think about the, the information overload, a lot of information circulating, a lot of information passing through um, different parts of the world about different subjects. Try to type one concept on Google, for example, and think about the millions of responses or options or results that will provide for you. So again, how you manage the information, um, um, the SS, SS information going on in the environment is also another issue that you may want to think about, okay? You look at um, the idea of the new, this other point there is the new business models, yeah? And um, I think it was a few weeks ago I talked about the example of seamless model um, Ricardo Semler and, the, and his idea and his model of business and organization. These days, there are new business models coming up, new innovative innovative startups and rise of entrepreneurs coming up and implications of that. <clears throat> um, you can think about, for instance, um, in terms of um, in the UK in the last year, uh, in the last few years, actually, the top 100 top of startups in the UK have all been technology-based businesses. For example, online, online delivery businesses. For example, um, e-commerce, e-commerce um, app development, softwares, you know, they all constitute the first the top 100 startups in the uk most of them over 70 percent of them related to um, technology induced businesses so again that could you can think about what implication that will have for the hr in terms of keeping up with up to date with the technological advancements okay you can think also about this next point, the real-time data uh, analytics analytics and data management. We know about um, HR analytics and data management is a very important topic topic for the um, CIP, the Chartered Institute of Personal Development, because we are because of the impact on on data management in organizations. These days, we are talking about big data analysis. And evidence from some successful organizations uh, um, has shown that organizations that are able to collect large amounts of data, process large amounts of data, um, have a lot of um, um, resources to, to base their decision making and they make right decisions based on the quality of data that they have. So again... It's about, um, it's about how you manage data, how you manage and control information going through the organization and information outside of the organization. What would, that, what would be the impact of that on the HR? That's something that you may want to also think about, okay?
The next point there is ever-expanding knowledge. For example, we are talking about all the time artificial intelligence, automation, robotics, yeah, or things of that nature. So again, about um, artificial intelligence might have implication for the HR. You can think about jobs, you can think about um, security, you can even think about the ethics, uh, ethics of um, artificial intelligence. Again, that could have impart on HR. So that's what ever expanding knowledge is all about. It's all about data. It's all about artificial intelligence. It's all about robotics and automation and things of that nature. Okay. The next point is the increasing interconnectivity of things and people. For example, you can always think about the um, currently is is and people are all um, um, a lot of people, if not all persons are connected through the internet. These days we are talking about the you know the argument about the five G Huawei and five G, which again is a step further in towards the um towards connecting people, connecting things, connecting businesses and organizations. There is always that increasing interconnectivity from two G to three G to four G now to five G. We are still driving to get people connected to have access to information at the slightest um, um, with the slightest effort actually so again you might think about that now what would that imply for the HR profession that is a question okay another point there is the democratization of learning in this case learning does not lo- does no longer belong or become the property of academics and researchers now everybody has access to learning material to opportunity for learning to information it is at everyone's beck and call in this case what would be the there would be the implication of utilizing people the accessibility to learning that everyone have everyone that everyone can assess in at this moment that is also a point of discussion yeah and that could also have implication for lnd specifically um, and hr as a whole okay then there is also the point on increased transparency obviously we're talking about how to manage information um, it's easy to gain access currently of um, a whole range of information from organizations. There have been laws about um, declaration of certain um, certain information to the public through the Inf- Freedom of Information Act. So again, that could have an implication. We're not thinking about the issues of uh, GDPR, for example, Data Protection Act, um, other other information, other. Um, other um, issues relating to um, getting access to organizational information, being open and transparent in all the, uh, all in all activities within the organizations, and especially in relation to HR as well. HR accountability comes into this this um, perspective of increased transparency. Then there is the issue of disruptive technologies as well. I think um a couple of weeks ago on the um on the suggestion of Alan, I I I uh, uploaded a material on disruptive technology and so on through our unit um announcements. Um, the idea of disruptive technology is just uh, is is um about 
um, development of a technological advancement that changes, completely changes our way of thinking, our way of doing things, our way of carrying out our activities and actions in organizational setting as well as in the society as a whole. Um, some of the old examples of disruptive technology can think about electi- the um, electricity, uh, think about television, you know, some of those um, technological advancements that change the, um, the flow of information and the way we do things. Currently, we are seeing further disruptive technologies in terms of e-commerce, GPS actually as well is an example in terms of this um, disruptive technology. Um, there, so there are so many, uh, so many um, things coming up um, in technological advancement that's changing the way we do things, changing the way businesses operate, changing the way we talk, uh, we, we behave in organization and the society. And these have implications as well for the HR. Okay. And the final point is the primacy placed on innovation. Yeah. All these issues about technology is all about constant and continuous innovation. And the idea of innovation is the development of new ideas, the development of new ways of doing things, the development of new products, the development of new services, the development of new market, the development of a whole range of ideas that are new and novel in action, in practice, in organizational setting. That importance placed on innovation is driving changes in technological environments. So again, that can have an issue for the, can have an implication or can have implications for HR. So um, that is supposed to be our second activity for this session. So I want you to to pick up pick a couple of these options, investigate these options, and come up come up with ideas of how these uh, variables can impact on HR practice and HR function and HR practitioners. But do not forget that the first three that I talked about will be the area of concentration for your own as for the assessment. So the change, changing nature of work, changing nature of workers, and changing nature of workplace are three distinct things that can have implication for the HR. So you need to explore and investigate what implications do the uh, do these three variables have on the HR okay so um basically that's um the the summary of the contents of um of the session which like I said should have been um first activity on debate that will help us to understand more about technological advancements the software applications and human resource information systems and the second activity that breaks down the technological developments that we are having in the um, that's that's imparting on people, organizations, and societies, and the implication of that on the HR, um, on the HR function. So those are the two activities that will help us to achieve the first and the third learning outcome. The third learning outcome you have to um, you think about um, will be a matter of your independent learning activity. So I want you to look at the evolution of the knowledge economy and think about how that will impact on the HR function. You get a lot of resources online, a lot of resources and um, um, 
in textbooks and journal articles that will help you to develop an idea of the implication of um, of the evolution of knowledge economy on the HR function. Okay, so that is the first part of the, the session. In the second part, which I will also record on podcast, I will focus on the disruptive technologies in detail. And I'll focus on the technology in detail in that um, session. So I want you to reflect on this and um, and um, and we will, we'll, I will expect responses or contributions or questions or, you know, as you usually do, if you have any, I will expect them to be posted on forum and I will give responses to them. Okay, I think that will be the end of the first part of this session. And I will record the second episode, which will focus on the technologies in more detail. Right. Um, in this second part of um, the discussion on technological advancement and the technological um, contest, I will look more in detail into um, technology that disrupts. So we're talking about disruptive technology in this sense. Right here and right now, what is happening in the case of uh, disruptive technology that we need to take note of? First, we have to understand, I mean, what I'm going to cover, for example, will be I'll look at, I'll briefly look at evolving, evolving context of technology and technological advancement. I will then look at, I will then talk through the technologies in um, specifically and in detail. Then we explore the idea of disruption in relation to technologies. And that will be um, the summary of the things that I will cover in, this sec- in the second part of our discussion on technological context. Okay. So what, 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 what is it about the evolving context? Yeah. The key thing about the evolving contest um, is the basically the changes that we are experiencing in the in the business environment. Starting point um, is um, we know that, for example, the um, we've come across the the concept of the VUCA environment. Yeah, that the business environment is consistently changing, is volatile. It is volatile because it's unstable. Something, I mean, there, there's always situation whereby um, a, um, a, a, um, an occurrence or an event can lead to a disruption in activities, can destabilize organizations, destabilize businesses. Currently, we are talking about the influence of coronavirus and how it has led to the closure of organizations, the um, the close um, the loss of businesses, and the creation of very volatile economic environment. Is it not today that um, McDonald's announced that they will close all their shops in the UK, all their outlets in the UK, as well as some other organizations as well? That gives you an example of how volatile the business environment could be. One single circumstance or event could throw off a business from its um, its um, pre-planned um, and mapped out um, you know um, objectives. So you can also think about how uncertain 
it is as well because obviously we don't for example we don't know to where what to what time to what extent will be the implication of the uh, for example the coronavirus um that's going on you know in, in the whole world is very complex as well because um to understand the different aspects of the business environment that come together to impart an organization creates a kind of complexity for managers to deal with and it could be ambiguous and constantly rapidly changing so the vuca environment gives us a summary idea of what you know the evolving context of our businesses and the technological advancements going on in the current um, um business environment okay other issues as well contribute to um the evolving context of um technology that disrupts that disrupts disruptive technology for example globalization which we talked about um i think about 3 4 weeks ago the easy mobili- mobility of capital of goods of knowledge of talents you know the increasing um um exchange is increasing an easier exchange of information of labor as well as of finances and capital for businesses we talked about competitive disruption for example competitive disruption basically you know businesses when businesses use their technology as part and parcel of their competitive strategy so for example we have um, the cases of amazon using its technological advantages and new technologies to compete with other businesses within the same sector we have we have example of uber for example that is using the availability of its technologies the new technologies it has to compete in the transport market in the delivery market and in other related markets so the competitive disruption is about an organization's ability to use the new technologies available to it as part and parcel of competition of competitive um, strategy for the organization that could be another i mean that's another issue that is you know that is experienced in the in the contemporary business context you can think about other issues relating to demographics for example you know people living longer and um, lower birth rates in advanced economy higher birth rates in less advanced economy people living longer in advanced economy people not living longer in less advanced economies can think about four uh, four or five generations in the same workplace you think about the baby boomers in the workplace you think about generation s y millennials and these days we are talking about generation z as well all within the same workplace <clears throat> you can also think about the increasing social trends yeah for example more female participation in, in the workforce increase and um, surge in population of women in different occupations and for example you can think about longer family leave paternity leave we're talking about paternity leave for example the maternity leave work to leave or leave to work so those some of those social trends also have an impact on the technology context and as well as on businesses some um, um recently we've been emphasizing more on sustainability for example 
And it's not just about environmental sustainability. We're also talking about the human resource sustainability. So all these are issues that are identifiable within the um, the evolving context in which businesses operate currently. So again, technology um, ha- does have impact, but it's not only technology which is having impact on businesses. There are many other layers we're talking about, for example, um, the globalization, competitive disruption, social and demographics, and things of that nature do have impact on the business context. But technology is primary subject in today's impacts. Because technology, in the current technology economy and the knowledge economy, technology is driving evolution of businesses, is driving a lot of changes in businesses. And that is why technology is very, very important consideration in, um, in, the, in the contemporary context. Okay? And that is why we're talking about, we, are, we constantly talk about the technology context in relation to the human resource function. In terms of technologies, okay, we are no longer talking about simply computers, yeah, our PC, personal computers, our laptops. Technology has gone more and far beyond these issues related to just computers. It is now about artificial intelligence. It is now about Internet of Things. It is now about reinforcing learning through technology. It's now about virtual reality, augmented reality, virtual teams, virtual organizations, robotics, automations, drones, 3D computers, 3D printers. It's so, 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 so advanced beyond the idea of computer and the idea of laptops and even the idea of some mobile phones, yeah? So, information technology is more than just computer. It goes to it includes obviously computer networks. We know that, yeah. But it also involves massive data storage. These days, we are talking about big data and big data analysis, being able to collect large quantity of information store large quantity of information, analyze large quantity of information, and use that to make important decisions in organizations. So again, we're talking about increasing level of computer power in smaller devices. So a lot of people, when you have desktops or large size computers, you become a little bit outdated and old-fashioned because the power of computing is even being compressed into smaller devices that you can do so many things with your mobile phone that ordinarily you could have done with a laptop. So we have, we have improvement in imaging technology, improvement in artificial intelligence. So computers are program, programmed to think like people and even beyond people. In artificial intelligence, yeah. So we have even gotten to the point whereby we don't need computers again. We are comp- we don't need our, sorry, we don't need um we have gotten to the point. We're not that we don't need computers. We now have com- uh, we have now come to the point where computers themselves are even able to learn. Yeah, being able to learn machine learning. It's whereby computers learn how to do some intelligent activities outside of just the notion of programming it. 
So it is constantly advancing. It is constantly improving. However, it is important to point out that technologies that disrupting employment are not only information technologies. Now, it's not just about information technologies that are di disrupting employment and the function of a HR. We also have very advanced robotics, very advanced robotics and drones as well that, you know, that disrupt employment. For example, there are over 80 million taxi drivers in the world. Think about, though, how many lorry drivers we have as well. Yeah, you can imagine. So again, we have the wave of technological advancements to debt. Jobs are being destroyed, removed, erased from you know the job categories. But these have been replaced by different jobs overall. And these different jobs are being driven by new technologies that do have net positive impacts in employment you know, numbers. So some people may argue, though, that the same will happen if, with these new technologies. Um, there are considerable academic opinion about how time will be different. Yeah, But the, thing, the, the basic reality is that these technologies will reduce the amount of employment available in total at the end of the day. At this point, this can be forecast and argued about. You can only make estimations. You can only make arguments about it. But the case is that new technological advancements in some sections of the employment market will be imparted by, by, um, by other technologies, obviously. To date, the new technologies we have tend to hit the, for example, agricultural, you know, um, agricultural sector, um, some manufacturing sectors or some blue-collar um, employment. We still do not have, um, um, I mean, we still have low-skill jobs that, are, that could be eliminated by, obviously, by technological advancements, yeah? We also do know that these technologies are likely to have wider impact on organizations, and on businesses in a whole, for example, there could be the issues of um, the issues relating to um, labor market or creating a, an hourglass type of effect as well for organizations and for people. So in this scenario, we are likely to see a lot of inequities as well between top segment of jobs and low segment of jobs in relation to the technological advancement. So there's going to be increase in social inequity at the end of the day. And this is, well, people can argue about it. People can have different opinions about it. But, but then the, 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 if, you look at, if you look at the development, the, um, the development in the labor market and the technology advancement, it's easy, easy to see the creeping social inequity, uh, inequality, and the increasing social um, um, segmentation—if you—if you use that word—that differentiates between people, um, and the, the differentiates between um, individuals within the labor market, and these have been created and facilitated by some level of increase. In technological advancement. These are realities, these are things that we need to consider in terms of the technologies and their impact 
on organizational processes. So let us examine the nature and extent of disruption, for example. Disruptive technology. First of all, we have to understand, obviously, that technologies will infer the labor market. And even the nature of jobs that we offer to people. So technology is, will, um, will definitely affect the changing nature of work. It will also mean that the, the, that the different capabilities will be needed if employees want to actually continue in their job. So the nature of work will be affected. Yeah, one. Also, the type of job that we offer, that organizations offer, will, will also be affected. And then people will now need to develop their capabilities. That's the their capabilities, their skills, in order to adapt to the changing nature of work and the type of technology that is being used in work if they're going to continue in their employment. You can also have some, you can also notice some impact of disruptive technology on the employees themselves and even the potential employee, employees. In this case, there is there's going to be new developments in learning. The new developments in learning and in ability for employees to learn and to constant constantly learn. In this way, you um, based on the technological advancement, employees need to keep up to date with the changes in the technological environment. They need to understand the changes in technology and learn new ways of adapting to the technological advancements. But also, they will need to also unlearn certain things that they have learned before that could cause, consider hindrance, that constitute, constitute hindrance to acquiring new knowledge. And they will also need to relearn certain things. So the concept of learn, unlearn, and relearn is very important when it comes to technology because technology will lead to, to people learning new things, to people unlearning old things, and to people relearning new capabilities. So again, it's very important. And that's one of the things that disruptive technology will, will actually um, lead, I mean, will, will um, result in uh, with developing employment as well. You can also think about issues relating to um, the VUCA environment, which I've talked about before. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous um, business environment. What this means is that organizations will try as much as possible to develop agility. And that's all about developing agile workforce. And not just agile workforce, but also developing agile careers. Careers that could adapt to any, different, any situation or to, to multiple situations within organizational context. So we're going to look at some of these um, um, factors in more details. And these factors we're going to look at include the nature of work, how disruptive technology can impact on the nature of work, the type of employment we offer, the changing capabilities available for organizations, the agile careers, and the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn in organizational situation. Okay? So impact on occupations. Let's start from that, from that perspective. So what impact do we, are we experiencing in terms of um, the likelihood of te computer technology eliminating occupations 
as an occupation for humans to carry out. The, the probability of computerization if I'm affecting employment is seen if you take a look at the PowerPoint or look at the PowerPoint slide on the impact of occupation, you will see that 99% of occupation will become telemarketing. And 99% of telemarketing will be on, could be undertaken by technology, uh, could be overtaken by technological advancement. 94% of accountants and auditors could be overtaken by technological advancement. Even 43% of economists and only about 0.4% of dentists. That you could always know that is, is, is understandable in the sense of we obviously need the you know, dentists and not necessarily need technology to take over issues relating with um, um, such a, uh, an occupation or a profession. The impact on, of technology on work activity, it also feels the impact on the nature of work activity. Overall, the focus of knowledge is said to continue, obviously, but the type of work which are likely to be safe, you know, again, are, are at risk in terms of um, the probability of being replaced by by autom automation or uh, by um, technological advancements. For example, work activities that have potential to be automated, 9% of managing others has a potential to become automated. But in that list, physical work, predictable physical work, has the highest percentage of becoming automated. Of, for example, you think about carrying, you think about um, um, manual handling, um, loading and unloading, all those things are being taken over by automation. 78% has the potential of being taken over by automation. But the list is, the list potential of becoming automated is managing other people. So we eventually will still need managers eventually. But then most of other work activities will has a potential of being taken over by technological advancements. If you think about the skill, the type of capability that we look that we're looking at, you find that fastest growing competence requirement is creativity. IBM conducted a study that supports this idea that creativity and innovation is the fastest growing competence you know, in an in, in organizational setting and an organization. So 44% of people in Europe had insufficient digital literacy. So that will create a situation for skills and employment. New jobs like data, big data strategies are coming up and increasing. New um, jobs for uh, virtual reality designers, um, user experience specialists, app developing are the types of jobs, the types of capabilities and skills that are forecast by 2020 and above, 2025, that could be the jobs for the taking. So again, you see where the type of skills, the type of capabilities are going due to technological advancements. There are other things that you think about. For example, the other point here is about the learning, unlearning and relearning aspect and influence of, um, of technological advancement. One of the findings showed that 60% of people say they learn nothing 
or a little bit by doing their jobs. That's a very interesting idea. They learn nothing or a little bit by doing their jobs. That's a, a very important, a very big expression. That means companies need to embrace, therefore, lifelong learning. Lifelong learning, constant learning, even life-wide learning. In order to keep up to date with the changes in the um, technological environment. You can read that slide on learn or lose in the second machine age. That would be very, very helpful. Okay. So we have we now have new models of learning to help people. We also do have issues relating to and I mean another factor in terms of um um if effect and if influence of te disruptive technology is the development of agile careers yeah the development of agile careers there is now need for agility as individuals if they are going to re um, to continue in their work role in their job roles there's increase of for in there's need for individuals to consistently reinvent themselves the implication of this is people now has multiple careers you had you know unlike unlike years ago whereby people stick to the same career almost all through their job all through their lifetime current these days people have multiple careers they have portfolio of careers you know a range of careers they have been into or they are actually engaged in there is the rise of the geek economy yeah utilizing um technology you know um um to to allow people to commoditize time yeah and also con use expertise of technology to connect demand and supply on the on a very casual day-to-day -day basis so there are a whole range of issues in terms of um, agile career that you know that is being that is that is if affecting employment from the perspective of technology and technological advancement. So these are issues that we need to consider. So in order we need to consider that um, it's not simply about. It's not simply uh, it's not as simple as just being about technology. There are multiple forces causing disruption and driving changes. Yeah, like we talked about the demographics, we talked about um, globalization and things of that nature. But technology currently is one of the most powerful of these sources. These forces is important on the labor market. The type of employment we offer, like we talked about, is important on the nature of work. Yeah, is imparting on the capabilities that we need as employees to remain continuously in our jobs. Is imparting on the L and D agenda of organizations, how they learn, how they develop organizational learning and learning organization and individuals. It also is imparting on the nature of careers as well. People going in um, um, gig economy, getting more popular, getting increasing popularity. Yeah, people having multiple portfolio of careers and multiple jobs and careers as well. So technology is not just something of the future. It's not just something we can push out of our mind. It's not something we can you know sweep aside. It is right here 
It is right now, is impacting on businesses, is impacting on individuals, is impacting on careers, is impacting on, on, on employment, is impacting on organization as a whole, and is impacting on society. It is right here, right now, and we as HR professionals need to address this impact of technology and think about how we can utilize it to drive competitiveness as well as um, uh, utilizing it to develop individuals and organizations towards a more fruitful productivity and performance. So those are the things that we need to think about. So what I've just done, therefore, is I've uploaded this material on Seoul. I've also uploaded some other documents, government documents about disruptive technology for you to start having a feel, having a feel of how disruptive, disruptive technology is affecting the changing nature of work the changing nature of workforce and the changing the, the changing nature of workplace as well. Okay, so I think on that note, I've given you some materials to think about in relation to the technological contest, and um, um, the next session we will have will be about the impact on um, the implication of HR in promoting corporate social responsibility in organizations. So I will upload this to um, the um, podcasts and um, give me feedback on what you think. If it if it's something that you think we could use as you know um, for um, our remaining session next week, um, remaining two sessions actually next week and the week after Easter. Um, given the circumstances of the virus attack, virus we're going through and we cannot have face-to-face discussion and we can go on from there, okay? So um, remember to, to carry out the two activities, develop. The first one is develop arguments for and against um, the um, evo- um, information system and um, the evolution of information system as revolutionary in human resource management function. And the second activity, pick out um, the changing nature of work, the changing nature of workforce and the changing nature of workplace and identify their implication for the HR practitioner and HR practice. Okay? Right. Thank you for your time listening to the podcast and, um, and best wishes from Celestine and Jeff. Thank you.